So we had a little bit of a discussion about pie uh, last week on this show and how it seems to, you know, not be as trendy a thing anymore as it maybe used to be. Which I don't really understand. Everything seems to have had a renaissance. You know, cupcakes, uh, like small cakes. Back when I was cookies. Uh, when I was relevant stores. in the 90s, tiramisu was the thing. And it seems like the pie trend, like the pie rebirth never happened. And I don't know why that is. Is it two 1950s Americana? I don't, I, I don't know. Oh, is, it, is it the fact that... Uh, but all desserts are indulgent. Is it... Is it that it's, you know, sugar flour paste? Is that just too explicitly uh, sugary and unhealthy? I, I don't get it. I don't know. It's just It doesn't seem to be having a moment the way some other desserts uh, seem to. But uh, you discovered a new type of pie at the store, which you posted on Instagram, on the All You Can Eat Pod Instagram. Yeah, this is a... Um... And this was creative. This was a new one on me. And I'm a big maker of pies, actually. Yeah, this is a a uh, rotten section, uh, and there were a few of them in there, which maybe tells you this was a pineapple pie. So think apple pie, but substitute the apples with pineapple. I didn't try it, so I'm not sure how it tasted, but it was universally panned by the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's still some left. If anybody well, knows. I did have a piece. I did test the rotten section pineapple pie. Um. It was not rotten. It was, you know, in fine shape mm-hmm. for what it was. But, and I expected to like it because I'm actually a person, you don't like pineapple in things generally. Generally, I don't. Like a pina colada maybe or a fruit salad possibly. But but pineapple shouldn't be a the... You don't want it on your grill, put it that way. It should never be on a grill, no. And certainly not in a pizza. It, no, no. But I like pineapple and I think actually cooked pineapple tastes really good and enjoy eating it Ugh. like i think Ugh. i think it's yummy it gets a little caramelized and um i learned about that by the way remember how we were talking about how um how when you cook vegetables it makes them more sugary well sure i also don't like you saying caramelized instead of caramelized but <clears throat> but uh but anyway but i was reading about how that's called the maillard reaction hmm it's a chemical reaction between amino acids and reducing sugars to create melanin, melanid, melanoidins. I don't know how to say that. The compounds which give browned food its distinctive flavor. When you brown foods and it does mm-hmm. its special reaction that gives it that yummy taste. So, which once again, you and I still haven't watched together that Netflix series that I watched years ago that I really enjoyed called... Um, it's uh fat salt acid heat that those are like the four things that go into making everything taste like what it tastes like <laughs> is what type of fat you use what type of salt you use the acid that you use and then how you heat it and that those are like the key elements of making something the pillars of cooking something i, I can understand that and there certainly is the maillard reaction i think is that moment that that things break down and become wonderful, and that's the key to like. You know, what is that? Um, uh, what is that? What are those yellow carrots that we roast? Parsnips. Yeah, parsnips. Like a roasted par. A raw parsnip is rubbish. A roasted mm-hmm. parsnips, once it starts melting inside, is freaking gorgeous. Oh I yeah. Mean, 
It is so good. Oh, yeah. And there's differences between ways that you cook things, like whether they're fried or grilled or roasted or how you make them. It makes a difference. So anyway, so I'm open to the idea of a pineapple pie because I like pies. I've been known at Thanksgiving to make four different types of pies. Right. Generally, my Thanksgiving generally my Thanksgiving pie repertoire involves pumpkin pie, which other people like, but I don't like pecan pie, which I think is an important staple. Apple Mm -hmm. pie, um, also an important fall staple. And then like a chocolate kind of pie. Right. It's more fun for the kids and stuff. Um, Now, you did not go the way of Virginia Smithers, my grandmother. Um, Rhubarb? No, no. Even more depression era mince pie yes mince pie mince pie is a test of the human spirit (laughs) right there because you're not really eating pie when you're having it it's it's some mixture of phosphorus and plutonium in mince pie and one's palate has to (laughs) have a certain constitution to process exactly yeah, what's happening. Yeah, and that's not even getting to like savory pies like shepherd's pie or... Oh, those are different. Things. Those are different. Yeah, that's a whole other animal. Yeah, We're talking pies about dessert yeah. pies here. So, but I'm open... I like pie and I'm open to the idea... And I like pineapple, so I'm open to the idea of pineapple pie. And I've generally done well with market basket pies. I think they're good. I've gotten them in a pinch when I need to go to something. They mm-hmm. do great pies around the holidays also. Love their pies. I was very disappointed in the pineapple pie. Now, why? Consistency, so, uh, texture, uh, So, and sweetness? I'll tell you why, is that I think an important element of something being pie is that the pie is transformative to the ingredient within the pie, right? Like an apple pie transforms the apple. Pecan pie mm. transforms the pecan. Pumpkin pie is no longer like just pumpkin. Right. This is a whole like new animal that you've created. And this to me just felt like kind of pineapple in a gelatinous goo inside yes. a pie crust. And I like yeah. didn't, there was no reason for it to be. I didn't get what it was doing there. And I mean, like I like pineapple just fine, but I didn't, it, it didn't feel like a cohesive dessert food like yes, it didn't feel like anything happened separate ingredients yeah I, it it didn't do anything for me and you know one thing i've kind of taken away and this was like a big thing that um page who invented oiki 180 way loss like that she has on her like directions for when you start the program it's like don't worry about wasting food like just don't never be afraid to like throw out the food. It's not affecting the starving children in Africa. Like just it's fine. You can get rid of you can waste food. And like I it I now don't eat things that if it's like not bringing me joy, I just like it's not worth it. Like why would I you know, so I'm totally willing to like eat two bites of something and throw it in the trash if I don't want it anymore. Well, you must because... do very well, Alice. I'm on a budget over here, so. <laughs> well, but why do you I need think... to eat the pineapple pie? It's not. It's only bringing you like if it's not making you feel happy inside, and it's not good for you, and like I mean, like what what because does it do for you to force it down your throat? It's occupying um, stomach space. 
having already been purchased rather than having to purchase something <laughs> no, else but, to occupy new stomach space. It's, no, it's but a, you don't have to occupy the stomach space if it's not yes, if it's do. not making you feel good to occupy the stomach space and it's not healthy for you to occupy that stomach space. Why would you do it? Because you're going to occupy it with something and why not do it with something that's already been purchased rather than purchase something else? Well, you don't have to occupy the stomach space. Yes, you though. do. To no, survive, you, you have to no, occupy the stomach space may... several times a day. Oh, let's be real, though. Most of the time when you're putting food in your mouth, it's not because you're going to starve if you don't put that food in your mouth. It's because it feels good and tastes good. Well, that's me, but I'm a sicko. But 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 with this, this is an actual food that we can... I was once at a photo shoot for work, and one of the models... Um, took a bite of something and spit it out into the trash can because she said, if you're not enjoying it, it's not worth the calories of that bite. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's the life of a model, man. Okay. So, you know, but it stuck with me. It made spit an it impression. Out. She's like, why would I go through it? Why would I eat the calories of it if it doesn't taste good to me? Damn. She wouldn't even finish the bite. I just threw out a half a pineapple pie. Yeah. Well, Well. another thing about the pineapple pie is this, is that, and I, this is what brings me to today. You said, you mentioned pecan pie. Yes. Pecan pie. Gorgeous. Yes. With like hot with ice cream on it. Mm -hmm. That slurry is beautiful. But usually that slurry is at the end of the experience. Like that's the best part of it. There are foods out there that the end of the experience is when everything is best. It can be in sometimes when you're eating a, a carbonara pasta, at the bottom is all the pieces of pork and grease, et cetera. And like, if you could just get a bowl of the stuff at the bottom, the Napoleon, bottom part. Yes. Then it I would don't be, think you've explained that on would, this show for our All You Can Eat podcast That would be delicious. Uh, the Napoleon, okay, me and Alice got uh, Dunkin' Donuts 10 years ago, some... Some uh, chocolate frap uh, latte thing that was had a whole bunch of chocolate on the, on the bottom of it, and so I told Alice that I finished mine and my the the chocolate on the bottom, and I said, "Give me your Napoleon to Alice," and she and didn't I know what it, no had no idea what give me your Napoleon. Right. I've never been asked to give anyone my Napoleon before. But I'd already processed and made this code up in my mind, and anyway, as she didn't know what it meant, and I said, "Give me your Napoleon," and that, what what that meant was, Alice, go ahead. Uh, he was referring, of course, to the Napoleon bottom part of the drink where all the good stuff condenses right. at the bottom. But lots of dishes and beverages have a Napoleon bottom part, which is the best part of the The food. best part. So that's why the breakfast we had today, I thought, is the best thing in the world. This is a huge thing that's happening here. We had Greek yogurt, the f full fat Greek yogurt mm -hmm. with Unsweetened, pe pecans in it with... Um, with um, Maple syrup. Fake Awaken 180 approved maple syrup. Exactly. And, and stevia sweetener in it. Which yes. is so bleeping delicious. What it is, is the bottom part of pecan pie. It's mm -hmm. like melted ice cream and the bottom part of your bowl of pie. And there are foods, and that's why it's so delicious. It's like, man, I skipped right to the best part <laughs> of this. It's, it's like all the good stuff. making love and going right to the end. You know, <laughs> without all the nonsense in the beginning. It's perfect. It's perfect. All the good stuff immediately, just getting the prize immediately, you know, getting to have the duck boat prayed without having to have play the season. It's yeah. wonderful. But in a way, that's sort of, it comes from a similar place from me saying I don't want to bother with eating the pineapple pie if I don't want it. It's, it's like, if I'm going to bother with all these eating experiences, life is too short to waste my time and my energy eating food that's not the good part. <laughs> 
Yes, but that's, the difference is one's an economic issue, one's a uh, cultural and individual happiness fulfillment issue. I think they're, they're two um, not quite the same thing whatsoever. But that is a perfect that is a perfect meal for for the morning. Last night I had a wonderful perfect meal, minimalist meal, Alice, mm-hmm. which was just sliced tomatoes with. Um, Avocado oil on them, salt on them, lemon juice on them, with a slice of monster cheese on top. Sometimes it's the little things. It's mm-hmm. sometimes a little can go a long. You've got your fat, your salt, and your acid right there. Yeah, a little can go a long way. So I'm all for that. And Alice, it was monster cheese, which makes me so happy because it's orange around the edge. So I want to talk about a serious issue now. Something okay. that this family, and since we live near Market Basket. There are times, or at least there used to be times, before the dark times, where um, there would be super sales on what is maybe pound for pound the best jarred spaghetti sauce there is. Yes, and not only is it the best jarred spaghetti sauce taste-wise, possibly, um, but also some of the cleanest ingredients, if you're into that, just like really simple ingredients, really great labeling too. So a lot of allergy families love this brand also because for one thing they have one, a lot of people are allergic to garlic and onion. So they have one that doesn't have garlic and onion and they label all their flavorings and spices, which a lot of people really like because, you know, you it, a lot of pasta sauce, if you're allergic to garlic and onion, a lot of pasta sauces are very dangerous for you and it just listed under natural flavors you would never know so great labeling really like pure ingredients and that of course is rouse pasta Mm -hmm. sauce which generally is around eight bucks for a small jar but at market basket would go on sale to around four or five bucks for a small jar yes yes and but just for fat guys like me what is it about its presentation that grabs me certain certain flavors uh, cheese in it? No. no. Come on, Alice. The precious. Oh, it's oily? Oh, yeah. You can see the precious from a ha- football field away. It's some of them that are like the carbonara the uh, or the there's a spicy marinara. You can see the oil in the mm-hmm. jar, which is the precious is the essence yeah, of the good great stuff is happening. Yeah, they have a great sauce. Oh, yeah. so good. They're, they're really, really an excellent sauce company. So, and now this has been very controversial, um, but basically they are now being bought by Campbell Soup for, by the way, $2.7 billion. That's a lot for pasta <laughs> sauce. I'm a little surprised. So they also make um, Nusa yogurt. The parent company that's being purchased. Oh, so, okay. So they also own, I know own that, a yogurt that there brand. are Rouse pasta and also pasta-related accessories. Yeah, so. and they do um, like a pizza sauce. They have a bunch of things. But yeah, they are primarily, their biggest thing is the pasta sauce, which is beloved by a lot of people, like I said, for a lot of reasons. Um, but the Rouse line of sauces, so um, the parent company is called Sovos that's being bought by Campbell. Um, the Rouse line of sauces, Sovos's flagship brands, organic sales grow by more than a third in fiscal year 2022. Campbell has targeted growing its pasta sauce business, which includes pantry mainstay Prego. Wow. To, I, hate, I despise Prego, but 
to a billion dollars in annual sales. It's sugar-based sauce. It's very, it's, it's, I despise it. The CEO says this acquisition over-delivers on that goal and that the premium-priced Rouse is a complement to the more affordable Prego. The fact is that we see this as a completely complementary. The two businesses really do not interact or compete. It's a different consumer, different occasion. Mm. Which couldn't be more true. The Rouse business is not going to eat into your Prego business. And in fact, we've been known to bring home both to our house to serve one to the kids and one to us because especially because they're going to waste a bunch of food or drop it on the floor or give it to the dog or whatever yeah yeah, i'll even buy the stuff in the can for the kids which is like totally on inglorious but um yeah there is a pasta sauce strategy there to go i even by the way i also have and some people would say that this does not count as pasta but i also i've got it i'm hitting it else but but uh but I also have a respect for an undeniable, res- undeniable respect for ragu. Now, a lot of people say the ragu brand pasta sauce is not pasta sauce, that it's some kind of um, uh, abomination, but it's delicious. And if it, if you got to coat it for kids, and that's how I discovered it as a kid, um, then then it'll do the job. I have noticed that in my grocery freezer, Alice, mm-hmm. there has not been normal ragu in a couple of months. It's been the old world ragu. So, like, where's the normal ragu? Hmm. What's going on with that? Interesting. I do not know. But I thought this story was so interesting because, well, first of all, that's a crazy price for a pasta sauce company. It's a 92% increase from the company's IPO price in 2021. So the Incredible. company doubled their value in two years, basically. Do we think big pasta is going to come crashing down? Um, I don't know. They haven't seemed to have taken a hit. Although, you know what? It is remarkable because that aisle is the best aisle in the store. It mm-hmm. really is. I mean, pasta is dirt cheap. You can get a pound for a buck, sometimes more. And yeah. sauce is relatively cheap. And it's the it's delicious yeah it's so versatile in the world i know i I know feeding your kids a ton of pasta isn't the healthiest thing in the world Mm -hmm. but if you have to feed kids all the time you know pasta being able to make mac and cheese or casseroles or pasta salads or you know it or any number of creative shaped pasta which is the selling point Mm -hmm. for the kids or like we have a kid that has to eat lentils a certain number of times a week. They make lentil pasta so we can get some in that way. There's like all kinds of things that pasta can do for you. There's all sorts of ways that it it's great if you're a parent trying to feed kids all the time, especially especially with how expensive food is. But so but I, I, my question for you on the Rouse thing is this. Is is this going to ruin the Rouse? brand now because a lot of people online were very upset about this they considered it like selling out and you know i don't know selling out good good for the rouse people (laughs) enjoy your 2.7 billion dollars like i mean i know it's an it's a publicly traded so like other people it's going to a bunch of people but you know congrats like good job with your pasta sauce company and on your exit because that's great Good I mean, I assume you, the market has decided that they like Rouse the way it is, and Campbell's won't destroy it. I assume so, unless they're going to look for inefficiencies or something to try to minimize. But I wouldn't think so. I mean, they, like you know, I, I wouldn't before think they'd run right out the, I started it. to do, um, you know, I used to be my, I used to be an addict of spaghetti and clam sauce mm-hmm. or linguine and clam sauce. Regardless, it's the greatest stuff on earth. I am a recovering uh, addict in that. <laughs> Uh, I haven't had it. It's now been nine months, Allison, four days since I've had it. It's Hasn't been it more been than a year? Yeah, it has been. But but I but there was a difference between clam sauces. 
Like Bumblebee tuna got into clam sauces recently in the last few years. Too fat. The clams are too fat and not salty enough. Rienzi was my favorite. Um, just but, but like Rienzi, there's a difference. Um, it was my favorite. The clams are just right. It was a body. It was nice, good taste. And then it was Progresso, um, which um, which was the most garlicky, the most it feel, felt manufactured, but full of rich taste. But Rienzi was generally my go-to. Um, but so, like, I wouldn't, if you buy Rienzi, you don't turn it into the Progresso one. You don't change right. you, you, because there's a market. That market has been established, which is wonderful, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wouldn't think that they're going to do anything to the, to the Rouse. I mean, things change. Like we, you know, for the Burn Barrel podcast, we use Chelsea Firework and Hot Sauce and that's changed. They've obviously, it seems like either gotten financing or been bought. Um, and so now they've got stabilizers in there. It, it's still a delicious hot sauce, but you can tell it's had a makeover. Right. You know? Right. So I think people are worried about that with Rouse because it is a, a pasta sauce that understandably inspires a lot of passion in people. It is a a favorite. So that's like my big food industry news of the day that I was blown away by. Um, okay. There is... Uh, how much time do we have? I don't know. Let me see. We're recording let me so you know how much time Okay, we get time. Good. So there's an important ar- article out in the AP. Alice, this is our hard news PSA moment. Okay. Five strategies for wasting less food in the kitchen. Start with I just that. told you I'm okay with wasting food. I know you are, Alice, but I'm on a budget. <laughs> I'm not independently wealthy from Lexington, Massachusetts. I'm on a budget. Um, a good place to start is making a meal plan and purchasing just the food you have specific plans for. I am all for this except... And I do this. I've become a better shopper. I've been gleaning my t- my talents, um, and I try to um, recycle food into kids, etc. That's why I look at the pineapple pie and thought, well, they must have had extra pineapples and extra crust, and said, you know, why not? Maybe they'll find. <laughs> um, Maybe some idiot will buy it. But I believe in the short term meal plan, only buying for the meal immediately. I do too, and I think that's almost a more European philosophy, and I do think that that's less wasteful in general, is, you know, buy food for today, and the closer you live to the store, the easier that is to do. Sure, but I mean, there's also stuff, it never hurts to, like, there are those items, we should talk about this, that you should always pick up when you're at the place. Yeah. Like, always grab a butter. You know, you can always grab, like I do, a pasta and a sauce, mm -hmm. just because you can always use them. I, I know I like to nibble, so personally, I'll always buy. Um, I, I was buying mussels, but they're not too expensive. Um, but uh, anchovies or something uh, like that, which is yeah. And our kids, you know, it's always good to. I always buy milk and sandwich bread every right. time I'm at the store because they'll always use it. It's not going to yes. be bad. And part of that is just a big family thing too. Like, I'm one of five kids, and so I have like this scarcity mindset about food where I feel compelled to try and stock up every time I'm at a store. I was horrified when I first lived in an apartment with roommates away from my family. That was the first time I had ever seen food go bad, like pasta sauce in the fridge, mm-hmm. like grew mold and stuff. Like I'd literally never seen a food go bad because my mom bought food and we just ate it. Right. Like it was gone. There was no like it did not sit around and grow mold on it. That wasn't a thing that happened in my house growing up. So I just always have the philosophy like buy an extra one, make a double recipe. Why not? Like get two while you're there. Like, exactly. I can't Reducing stop kitchen food waste from the AP. 
Now, some of these things we're going to divert from, I think. Diverge from. Okay. Uh, whenever you are trimming or peeling vegetables, give them a wash first. Mm, I don't think we're... Are we washing things? Sometimes I wash vegetables, depending. I mean, if they're literally dirty. Have dirt on yes, them. Yes. And then I can't, like, I, there's no plausible <laughs> deniability. Then I'll say, fine, I'll wash these. But, but listen to this. This is where they, this is the, where it diverges from us. Um, whenever you're trimming or peeling vegetables, give them a wash first. That way you can save those peels and scraps to make stock. Not happening. We're not making stock in this house. And you're lying if you're going to say we are. Alex. We don't make <laughs> stock in this house. Just keep a freezer-proof zipper top bag on the counter while you're cooking and add them to the bag along with herbs that have lost their perkiness. This is somebody with the comfort of Martha Stewart's life. Who this, this is for. This is not a Yeah, there's life. a time when the, you know, there's a trade-off between time and budgetary needs with not wasting food. Yes. And this next one is, is a no-brainer. Improvise. If you have a lot of odds and ends in the fridge, think about making a flexible, inexpensive dish that makes good use of bits and bobs of various foods, frittatas, stir-fried rice, omelets, quesadillas, and soups, yada, yada, yada. You're really good at this, actually. You yes. do a lot of tapas nights. I do, which is all the scraps and leftovers, mm -hmm. essentially. And just to kind of doctor them up each one to try to be delicious. I'm for this. It feels like it's it's a perfect human symmetry. If you can get, a, like, a, a hotel, it would be a perfect sell when you've got, you walk nobody at night. There's 100% mm -hmm. occupancy. Perfect. There's nobody. It was a no-show. Everything is perfect. It's a good feeling by nature, naturally, that makes the soul glow. Soul glow. You don't know what that is, else probably, but it's a cultural <laughs> reference. A uh, number of companies have sprung up in recent years selling ugly produce, that is, fruits and vegetables that are too large, too small, or too regular a shape to hold their... Uh, Market Basket has this. It's a, like a kind of a... It's a island of misfit vegetables that they pull, pull yeah, out there's the also. There's also like services that deliver them to you, which are kind of I've done some research into that, and they're sort of BS. Like they don't really actually reduce food waste. Like not th there's not actually that much food waste. Most of the food that's getting wasted, people are wasting at their houses, not like because they're feeding it to livestock and stuff. The right. other vegetables. It's not like it's mostly a marketing gimmick. Yes. Organize your fridge and pantry so you can see what you have. This is an important thing. That we're uh, bad at. We're bad at. I'm trying to get better, but now since we have the fridge with the fridge on top and a freezer on the bottom, I think we're better. But um, but still, some of the stuff that we lose that like we're eked out by is organic, creamy stuff that, like w w during the awakening stuff, like organic, organic, creamy ranch sauce, like or the mayo. It's like after a after a oh, few yeah. weeks, we're like, Eey. those like specialty avocado oil mayos. Right. Like I can't. It has to be. They already make me nervous, and like I, mayo in general makes me nervous. Now it's the avocado oil one, and now after it sits in your fridge, like even if it's not technically past any dates, I I'm afraid. Of well, it, so on I that, do a little research on expiration dates. For instance, if a food item has a sell-by date, that doesn't mean you should toss it on that day. It usually means the clock starts ticking. Agreed, except yeah, AP, except you for can be my food taster on that. <laughs> um, although you're the king of um, telling me that you would eat recalled food, so, uh, so there was I had one. Here's one to test you. Um, this is uh, Eclipse Foods is recalling their caramel butter pecan cup ice creams because the product may contain pieces of ink pens. No problem. I would whack that out in a second. 
in second, they could have it could be riddled with uh, Sharpie shrapnel, and I would eat that, no problem. Some of the stuff that's recalled is like you know for an, through an abundance of caution. But Anyone who purchased a recalled product should immediately dispose of it and not consume it. Oh no, incorrect. <laughs> I do not. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not behind that. It's probably ridiculous. And you hear about this all this hamburger meat and stuff. It's like who's eating it raw? Just cook the crap out of it and rock it. No problem with any of this stuff. Speaking of ice cream, by the way, um, there's a new thing that stores are doing because apparently um, theft of ice cream has become big. Because there's nothing else to take. Everything else is behind bars <laughs> now and all the stores in the city. Well, apparently, like, because the demand for ice cream is really high because of the hot weather, right? Like, people are, they're bringing in, like, a big insulated bag into like grocery stores yeah. grabbing all the ice cream off the shelf and then like reselling it in bodegas and stuff. So anyway, so now the theft economy. <laughs> so now they're putting a pint lock on ice cream containers, which makes it almost impossible to open the ice cream almost. container. Almost. So they're trying to theft proof ice cream containers now. It is to me novel that you would steal something that has to fight off the elements yeah that's a tough one to me and also like i don't i also i don't respect anybody who needs ice cream because it's hot out and i also think that anybody who needs hot cocoa to wait in line at the ice cream place for hot cocoa because it's cold out i think all those people should be incarcerated doesn't work like that if it's hot out walk into some place with ac Ice cream's not doing anything <laughs> for you. You don't understand why people would eat something cold when it's hot? Not necessarily. I could see how you drink something cold, but it's such a juvenile, like a baby, <laughs> toddler thing. You, do you understand why I people drink cream. warm things when it's cold? Not really. It's not doing it. So, so your esophagus is going to be warmed up? It doesn't do anything, really. I guess the, the, your stomach processing stuff for a bit will do something. But no, I don't like that. I don't like the trends. I can remember specifically... 1993, getting angry, driving down the street to see the um, the people in line for a hot cocoa because it finally got cold out. Mm. Need a hot cocoa? For, oh, there's nothing better. And they blow it's into like it. It's like our children, too, though. Yes, it is. is it their, that's the whole reason they go outside when there's snow is so that they can come back in 25 minutes later and they, demand hot and cocoa. And they blow into it. You know, I've, I'm not sure I've told you this before, but I've never thought of going on a homicidal rampage except at the... Trader Joe's in um, Coolidge Corner, where grown adults are waiting in line for free soup samples and then blowing into the soup and then slurping. That's your misophonia again. Oh, that is, I don't know, that that is, I felt only white hate, <laughs> rage, not white the color, just totally white hot, rage. Don't do that. Don't, if you're an adult, don't sip the free samples of Trader Joe's anything. Anything. And especially and if you do and if you make noise, I think you should rethink <laughs> how long necessarily the world needs you um, to be sharing uh, space with them. Have some respect for the rest of us, please. No. No free samples. No slurping noises. Never, 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 never. Well, I hate nostalgia because I can't climb up that hill without thinking your name. I hate nostalgia. I still think about you. It's been so long, I'm so lame. 
I hate nostalgia Hope you hate it too Hope you wonder What am I doing and who I'm pursuing I hope you think I lead A really exotic life The way I think about you You probably have a wife of your job And you go to church on Sundays And barbecue on weekends Out in your backyard And sometimes think about me